Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. I am Jeremy Scott, and this is a Tuesday night of Into the Paranormal. It's good to have you with us yet again tonight as the internet has uh, gone a little bit crazy over a logo. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence on their website put this logo up. I believe it was over the weekend. I guess it could have been last weekend, uh, last week of some sort, but I, I heard about it over the weekend. And it is it is clearly a UFO. And if you know anything about the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, or the ODNI, they are the ones who released that UFO report in June of 2021. A very, very interesting thing happened. I had bookmarked the link right from the military, right from their own website at airdomainintelligence.mil. That logo is no longer there. It is replaced with a different logo that says collaboration on one side, unity of effort. On the other, it has the United States of America seal, stamped National Aviation Intelligence Integration Office. So that is what you will see now if you visit that website. However, those of us who went there days ago know that there was a different logo there. In fact, many of us screenshotted it. Many of us immediately downloaded the image, so we had the high-resolution stuff. Eric saying, I hope that the webmaster is safe after updating that logo. Because, yes, the official explanation is that it was not supposed to be that way. And it was eventually posted with what they say is the official and correct 
logo, admitting that they erroneously posted an unofficial and incorrect one. But there you have it. The NIMA seal with the flying saucer has now been removed from the site and just replaced with a generic logo. But is this does this point to some sort of larger movement as far as disclosure is concerned? Because there certainly has been a lot going on on the disclosure front. And this, I believe, to be a deliberate act by the government in order to plant the seeds for what I personally believe will be an an inevitable situation where the evidence will be so overwhelming because in my lifetime we will get some significant headway, at least that's how I view it, on the UFO disclosure subject. But who knows? Only time will tell as far as that is concerned. But in the midst of everything else that has been going on, from the legislation from the uh, that has been put inside bills and budgets, of course, things that we've covered at length here on the program, it becomes very apparent to me that this was a deliberate act by the government in order to you know keep the carrot dangling out there in front of the people. And if you're keeping this in the public eye, it is less likely that when something is is shown to a majority of people, they are less likely to freak out about it. Mass pandemonium situation or hysteria or whatever you want to refer to it as, which many have said would happen in the event of some sort of mass disclosure event. But I think if you look around... You can kind of see the signs are already there. And Mac, to break this all down for us, is the executive director of Paradigm Research Group, which is devoted to disclosure, has been for many, many, many years. Stephen, welcome back. It's good to be with you again. Tell us about what you make about this uh, situation with the uh, Office of the National Director of Intelligence. These are the same folks that as I mentioned, put out that report in June of last year. And this logo leaked within the last couple of days that clearly does show a UFO. I was asked by somebody who said, well, are we sure it's a UFO? And I'm pretty sure because it looks like a flying saucer with a dome on top and it looks like it has portholes or windows uh, from, from underneath. But also, uh, so apparently uh, supersonic aircraft are also in that logo. Uh, is this a sign of of the government? saying, hey, we, we know about these things. I'm going to uh, have to punch, punch your balloon here. Uh, what, it's a sign of how the truth embargo makes fools of everybody and has for many, many years now. Um, what happened here is that somebody played a joke. Uh, the, uh, somebody uh, in possibly the Aviation Management Office of the ONI uh, put that little UAP into that logo and put it up, knowing probably full well it would get grabbed off the the internet very fast and get into play, which is exactly what happened. Created quite a stir. Uh, Vice got on on it 
pretty quickly, or rather the debrief rather got on it very quickly. Uh, did a very good article on it, contacted the ONI and got two responses, one from the ONI and one from a second source that it had already been pulled down and uh, replaced with the proper emblem. So what's the takeaway here? Here, here is the takeaway. Because of the developments of the last few years, the media and the general public, and by the general public, I mean social media, I mean the internet, I mean Twitter, millions upon tens of millions of eyes are focused on this issue relentlessly day in and day out. I'm chronicling all the print media every day. Uh, the articles have been relentless, though they've slowed down recently. Anything turns up in the sky anywhere, a funny cloud, a light at night, something on a CCT camera, whatever, it gets on the Internet and very likely it turns into an article in the press. Everything is being covered. The downside of that is most of this is just not important stuff. It's just a quote unidentified something, but got to do an article because things have changed. Um, but some of the coverage is important. Uh, and the message to the government is that nothing, we're, we're not letting up. We're watching everything, everything in the sky, everything you do. If there's a piece of legislation, we've got it on the Internet. We're sharing the, the language of the bill. We're following the members of Congress who are speaking. It is full. Uh, it's game on. All right. And this is good. This is what we've always wanted. Uh, it's taken a while to get here. But starting in early 2021, when the briefings that had been going up on the Hill for a number of couple of years uh, had served their fundamental purpose and language started being put into legislation for the first time that I'm aware of in history on this issue, um, which is the Marco Rubio language in the 2021 appropriations bill. Um, yes. We were off to the races and, and that's what's begun this process. And so, um, this is just another example of that. It's kind of fun. It, it, and look, and another thing is, if 10 or 15 years ago, somebody in that office or in an, an in a, uh, O&I office had decided to play a little UAP prank, it had cost them their job. Well, They'd that's what I'm wondering part. here is, is, aren't there protocols in place? I mean, this just doesn't happen. Somebody made that logo. It's official. I mean, it's got their, their seal and everything on it. So was it made by the same person who makes the official logo? Uh, was it made by somebody who's not in the military? How did they get access to it? And how did they get access to the website? You would think that this stuff is, you know, at a high security level. Naive. No, no, no. That's what, what I'm saying. You're making it too complicated. Somebody working in that office or someone in ONI that had access to the website. Uh took one of their emblems, one of their fundamental emblems, added the a little uh, saucer to it, and, and, and loaded it up as a joke. Now, it, it, it's possible that this is somebody inside that's really rah-rah on the whole disclosure process underway. But I've got to say, is this your theory on it, or do we know this for sure? Because it, no, we don't, all we know is, is that it went up, and, and the ONI took it down. Uh, and you, you know, I mean, it's inconceivable to me that the ONI made a decision. Yes, we've got to get a saucer on our logo 
because it represents what the, um, the aviation management office is doing. And then they put it up and got some flack back from, I don't know, the, the, the Defense Department uh, or the Secretary of Defense or something. Oh, no, mistake, took it down. I, I'm just going to say the odds heavily favor that somebody that had the ability to load, load up a, 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 a graphic on their website, it's working in the office, just put it up for a little fun. Okay, so did somebody lose their job over this? I, I think there was a time and they would have. I think now, uh, frankly, they'd probably get a slap on the wrist, uh, told not to do that again. Why? Because let me tell you what's going on here. Um, there is a whole new set of language in the next NDA, National Defense Appropriations Bill. Three full sections in the Senate bill inserted by none other than the chairman of the Intel Committee, Mark Warner, Senator Mark Warner. And then additional language in the uh, um, House bill put in by Mark Gallagher uh, with the support of uh, Ruben Diego. Uh, and, and that language in the, in the House bill is particularly notable because it, it, it goes out of its way to provide specifically reporting protection to people inside government who wish to come forward inside government regarding any information that's relevant, sightings, what have you. It is mistakenly being referred to on the Internet as a whistleblower bill. It is not a whistleblower bill. It is simply that if you're a pilot, you come forward with a sighting or you have some information that you think the House should know about and you go to your uh, command or your boss and say, look, I've got this information. I'd like to provide it to uh, see if maybe the House uh, committee would be interested, or Intel committee. And then your boss decides to give you a hard time about it or you're a pilot and you get, you're getting some flack. You're, you are being protected by the language of this bill. All right. And, and the reason they're doing it is in order to hold hearings, they need to have witnesses. Now, there are a lot of witnesses out there that they could bring up who are prepared to testify about extraordinary things under oath. But they are hardly the only witnesses. And I'm willing to bet there are witnesses within government now who could come forward with accounts that would even surpass some of the witnesses, many of the witnesses that we know about. But you can't have a witness up on the hill who you don't exist. They have to step up. They have to acknowledge themselves. And so what they're doing is it making it easier for people to do that. Now, understand, this is about people who come forward inside government. This is not about going to the media or going to the public and, and coming out with information, right, that may or may not be uh, classified, that may or may not be a problem or a national security issue. No, no, it's covering people that come forward within the DOD to the Congress in classified settings or just in work settings. It's, it's an inside protection. So we'll call it a witness protection, but that's really not accurate either. It's essentially a, a, a witness support language in case people are ambiguous about whether there's risk in simply coming forward. Oh, yeah, I was on a carrier in 2009. We had substantial number of sightings, blah, blah, blah. Now, what is a whistleblower? A whistleblower, say a government whistleblower, is somebody working in a department, say it's state or defense or somewhere else, who learns that the boss, the head of their division or section, has been embezzling several million dollars from the budget of that office, all right, and decides that they need to come forward uh, to the, that person's boss or somebody higher up and, and, and mention this and talk about this because obviously that is illegal. Now, somebody that does that, as we know, bad things can happen to them. But in that case, they are covered by the Whistleblower Act. We have a Whistleblower Act in effect. It may not be ideal. Or maybe it could be improved. 
but they're covered by that. So a, quote, whistleblower doesn't need new language in a House bill regarding UAP. It already has an, an act. It is This is for witnesses to make it easier for them and make them more confident about coming forward, particularly to the Congress, uh, regarding potential testimony that would be valuable to the hearings. And that's in that language. And so things are accelerating. Uh, I happen to know that there and, and the uh, Senate bill uh, actually renames the uh, the uh, office that's dealing with this uh, with a fifth name, which I'd have to pull up the the bill language, but it'll be like the fifth name change. Well, at least it's not AIMSOG, which sounded horrible. Yeah, that was awful. Then the last one was, uh, uh, I've got these here. Uh, It's kind of amusing in a way, but it's actually important. Why? What's going on is, let me just pull this up. Um, What's going on is as this thing continues to grow and expand as a legitimate uh, section of the DOD, servicing the Congress's demands for language and what have you. As this continues to grow, they have to keep renaming to reflect the full scope of the project. It is my understanding from source that by early next year, several thousand people will be assigned to the UAP programs that are being set up within the DOD, several thousand. And so what started off as ASAP, Advanced Aerospace Weapon Systems Application as a non-public, non-acknowledged program that was eventually nicknamed ATIP that was then exposed to the New York Times in 2017. When things sort of got underway a little bit, they then shifted it over to the Office of Naval Intelligence and called it the UAP Task Force, Unidentified Phenomena Task Force. But then when the bills started, language started being put together and things got even more serious, they decided to rename it the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group, AIMSOC, probably the worst uh, uh, acronym in all of history. Agreed. Uh, and then as more language turned up and they expanded the program, they, they decided to call it the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, Arrow. That's a good name. That's a good acronym. I like that. But they weren't going to stop there. So if the language in the Senate bill that Warner has introduced uh, goes through, the new overarching name for the growing, rapidly growing UAP program within the Department of Defense and all military services and intelligence agencies, because what they're doing is that they're, they're basically creating an entity that is going to be dealing across all of these surfaces is Unidentified Aerospace Undersea Phenomena Joint Program Office. And that's U-A-U-P-J-P-O. It is an even worse acronym. What can I say? This reflects progress, believe it or not. Uh, I'm afraid that's all the time we have, but I would like to invite you back. We can have a, uh, a larger conversation. Absolutely. Happy to do it. He committed right on the air, so we'll talk to you then, Stephen, okay? All right, Jeremy. Uh, Paradigm Research Group Executive Director with us. It's always good to talk with him. ParadigmResearchGroup.com is the website. From the cool dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest, I'm Jeremy Scott. Good night.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.